Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Point Play. I'm joined today by my brother, Ayush Vyas. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm just fresh off of Celtics Nets game four. Getting swept is a, definitely a tough thing to see. And the main thing that I want to talk about today is moving forward, what the Nets are going to do. There's a lot of talk about the playoffs and everything, and we can save that for a later episode. But today, I just want to that focus on the Nets. They came into this year as the title favorites, according to Vegas. They had Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Joe Harris. They had this whole Blake Griffin. This whole amazing lineup set. They came in as they just said to win it all. If it wasn't last year, if Kevin Durant wore a size 13 shoe, maybe they would have been in the finals last year. We don't know. But to go from to, to go from that point to the play-in and then to get swept is just I really I think it's interesting what they're gonna move on from here. Like what what are they gonna do with Ben Simmons? I mean, give give I Ben Simmons is something we're gonna address definitely later in the show, but I want to know your outlook. We talk about NBA futures. Who do you think has a brighter future? Do you want the Lakers coaching gig or if the Nets coaching gig becomes available? Which team do you think has a brighter, brighter future? I mean, I think that the Nets, I would take the Nets coaching gig in a heartbeat. I think any coach should never want to coach the Lakers. Frank Vogel literally won them a championship two years ago, and he got fired as the scapegoat for a season where their team, where the roster was built horribly. Anthony Davis was hurt the whole time. And he was the scapegoat. No coach in the entire history of basketball should want to coach the Lakers right now. No, someone will because it's the Lakers, but no one would. No one that the, the Frank Vogel got done so dirty. That was like, that was borderline unethical. What got done to Frank Vogel? Is Frank Vogel gonna get another head coaching job, or do you think he's gonna have to take? I think he'll get it. I mean, that's not that's not the vital thing. The whole NBA knows, like, like NBA knowledgeables people know that Frank Vogel is a good coach. They know that what he can do. Even before he was the Lakers coach, he was the coach of those Magic teams, and those Magic teams had great defensive like schemes. They had great defensive like rotations. Their defense was really good on those Magic teams. So in in the year the Lakers won the championship, the defense was was really good too. So the the NBA like people know what Frank Vogel can, what what Frank Vogel can do. So what? I. I don't think that people – I don't think he'll struggle to find a job. I mean, we're strictly talking rosters. We know that the, the Lakers organization um, did Frank Vogel very dirty. But we'd look at future outlook, roster talent. You know, you're saying that you'd rather have the Nets in terms of team building, future outlook, organizational structure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the Lakers average age is like 33 years old. And they have, like their best player is like Carmelo Anthony. Who was who wasn't in the league like like three years ago? I mean, obviously the Nets have a lot more building blocks and Kyrie Irving. Uh, like, I mean, they have Kyrie, they have KD, and then Joe Harris come back next year. They have Ben Simmons, who was just uh, who finished second in Defensive Player of the Year last year. I, I just don't think Ben Simmons is a useful, great. I think he's an All Star. I think Ben Simmons is a great player. I just think that he needs to overcome the mental block or whatever it is that's in his way. I mean, we talk about Ben Simmons, and this is something that we know we were going to hit on. Do you think right now that he's a distraction? I mean, we know what Stephen A. Smith says. We know what all the commentators and all the hula and hoopla surrounding him not playing, him being sore and overcoming injury. Um, is it just he doesn't feel confident in his game? Does Steve Nash know something that he's not telling the rest of us? I mean, there has to be a reason, right? He can't just be a sore back. I mean, he somewhere, somewhere has to be you know or responsible for what – 
you know, Ben Simmons is going through because right now he's probably the most hated person on the internet. What for what he's getting paid, he's probably heisting the NBA a $40 million max contract. I mean, this is just walking away. This is a highway robbery. I mean, do you think that NBA players shouldn't get paid if they don't play? Like what is, what is going through his mind? Does he just like video games more than basketball? Like what, this man is just a distraction to the court. He's wearing like a bright orange jumpsuit in a all black Nets team uniform. So, I mean, he's sticking out like a sore thumb. If you're a Nets fan, it's a bad look, but if you're Ben Simmons, I can't imagine what you're going through. And and, and maybe they were just down 3-0 and they don't want to risk a re-injury for Ben Simmons, but do you really think that there, there's something behind this or is it just an injury? Well, there's a lot of things that you brought up there and I want to address them individually and start off with the money aspect. Do you know what happened with Ben Simmons and how he's like, his pay situation is working or not really? Yeah, a little bit, but I mean, you, you obviously yeah. NBA. So, yeah, so Ben Simmons, originally before the season started, he told the Sixers he wasn't going to play and the Sixers were like, that's cool, you cannot play but we're not going to pay you either. So what they did is that every game that he missed, they put his game check into a, an escrow account. And they said that when you play or like whatever, then we'll give you this money. So this money is here. It's ready for you. It's, it has your name written on it, but only when you play, we'll give it to you. And until then, they weren't going to give him this money. And then Ben Simmons filed for grievance. Ben Simmons, he did whatever. The sections find him. There was a whole situation. But I mean, he eventually got his money, and I think it's borderline disrespectful the way he's asking for $20 million for not playing after a year. But that's the money situation. Second of all, I do think he is a distraction. I think there's so much attention around a guy who is not even suiting up for you. This guy isn't even – this guy is barely – he's not even in practices. He's not even in, in the walkthrough. He's not in the shoot-around. Like, like, like there's people taking pictures. There's people doing videos. People with so much attention around a guy who is – not even there he's not even in the picture he pulls up the games dressing like he's about to go to a fashion show in france or something and he sits on a bench the whole time and claps a couple times like (laughs) we know we know the situation with ben simmons i just don't as you said the distraction the off the court things do you think the nephew didn't move off for ben simmons or or what's the future is he still going to be on that team next year I mean, yeah, I don't see them trading him in the time between when they acquired him and then next year. I don't, I don't, I would, but they'll trade him. I think what the Nets have to do, and I think what Sean Marks has going to have to do is going to have to talk to Ben Simmons, get this man to play, and make him play the four. Ben Simmons is no longer a point guard in this league. He is a power forward. He needs to play the small ball center. He needs to play like our pick and roll as the as the as the pick man and the role man. He's no longer a guard in this league. He can he can bring the ball up. He can be a point forward. He needs to be that Draymond Green role where he has the ball sometimes, but doesn't really like shoot. He's more of a facilitator and plays a small ball five. And then they need to get they have to get healthy. They they gotta get Joe Harris back. I think Seth Curry was a really good pickup for them. And I can see them rolling out a, a lineup next year of Kyrie, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, and Katie, and have that being their crunch, their crunch time. Right now. And that would be a top lineup in the league. But still, is that enough? I just – here, I, just, I wanted to bring up an idea. If the Pacers called up the Nets today and they offered Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner along with two first-round picks for Kyrie Irving, you think Sean Marks would say yes to that? I mean, that's an enticing. You got to take those calls. There's no way you're not taking those calls. 
I don't know. It's 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 uh it's a, it's an interesting situation that you bring it up with the amount of you know with, with, I mean those two players and those two picks can serve as, as as a foundation for your team going forward. Do you think Kyrie Irving is still the same Kyrie Irving or do you think that his future outlook is is going to be diminished? That's an interesting trade. I th- I think Kyrie is ridiculous. I think Kyrie is insane. I think Kyrie is an amazing basketball player. But do you want him as a teammate? This man willingly did not get the vaccine. This man showing up to his cousin's birthday parties during COVID protocols. This man, this man's doing everything but playing team basketball. And that's why Jace Harden left. Jace Harden was like, this guy, like we're all over here putting in this, we're all over here putting in this extra effort, putting in like the extra step just so we can try and contribute to winning basketball. And Kyrie's over here just not teaches not doing what is expected of him as a good teammate. I think I think that I did not like honestly Malcolm Brogdon Malcolm on two push-off picks for Kyrie Irving. Would you take that deal? I mean we we know um we just know how competitive the East is the future outlook for this team. Maybe maybe you do take that deal. How does that shake up the NBA? I think that's gonna be an interesting um you know future consideration. But I mean we've seen that superstars get dealt. Um, I wouldn't be surprised and shocked if that deal goes through. I definitely think that there's going to be some roster changes coming, and there needs to be there needs to be change. You know, this this kind of first round exit is unacceptable. And if you're Nets ownership, coach, GM, fan, um, I don't know if you how much change you really need because you have the players on the roster, as you said, but there, there's just something um, that that's that's uh, in the way, um, and if that's team chemistry that's being affected. I mean, it's just such a such a team dependent thing. Um, the future is going to be it's, it's, it's definitely up in the air. Um, things this need to get. Might, this might go down as one of the worst super team attempts of all time. Yeah. And what what even more if you think about it is that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were drafted with the Nets first round picks. Those yeah. picks that the, those those little exact first round picks that were used on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were the Nets first round picks that, that they gave away in the KG Pompeius trade. Those were those yep. were the Nets picks. Like this might go down as one of the worst super team attempts of all time. They gave away everything. They gave away I think it was like seven first round picks. Jared right. Allen, who's Jared Allen was an all-star this year. Karis Lavert, who is a tier above a role player. They gave away a lot, a lot. They trained their whole roster. They trained their team. And yeah, they got some things back in the James Harden trade, but they didn't get back seven first round picks or an all-star or Karis Avert or like any of these type of guys or any of these caliber type of guys. I mean, I'm starting to draw like, starting to draw comparisons. Do you think that trades might have caused or, you know, over ambitious, overzealous trades might have caused a downfall for the Lakers? Like they dealt away BI. Um, do you think these kind of trades would have been like the the devastating if you look back on it i know they won a championship um then the same can't be said for the nets maybe if they were a, a foot you know size smaller shoe for kevin durant do you think um you know trades are as you said right you know risk it no biscuit right do you think they're kind of all or nothing you could either crash and burn in flames or you'd end up looking like a hero um that's why the nba so is exhilarating every offseason i mean, I mean for the lakers uh, situation i think Yes, it's worth it. They won a championship. I mean, as as much of a as yeah, much yeah. as as much of a Lemicky ring as it is, or the A Disney jokes you want to give it, or whatever, whatever, whatever jokes you want to give it. 
a ring is a ring, and they want a ring, and so the Lakers want it. But they're going to be bad for the next 10 years. For 10 years, they gave away so many assets. They have no young – they have – they have no young players. They have no. They have none of the first round picks. But Bron is going to lead to wherever Bron gets drafted, and they're stuck with AD, who is just always doubtful. They're stuck with AD. They're stuck with this guy who's never on the court. I think he played like seventy games in the last two years. So the Lakers are tough, but I don't talk about the Lakers. The Lakers, they're they're not relevant. I don't talk about the Lakers. I want to talk about the Nets. I want, I want to talk about the Nets' future. I want to talk about what the Nets are going to do. If if you were Dallas, and I and and I called up Sean Marks and I said, I'll give you Jalen Brunson, Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, and two first-round picks for Kyrie Irving. Are you taking that deal? I'm taking that phone call and I'm thinking and I'm, and I'm, and I'm wondering, um, is Kyrie so what's, what's best for the team and going forward with the team? Um, I would not be shocked if that trade goes through. I would not be surprised um, one bit to see, you know, Kyrie get dealt or that team, you know, be shaken up. Probably the most most um, important thing to consider is what do you as a GM of the Nets think, you know, is the most important thing for your team. Um, and if the Kyrie is the distraction and if Ben Simmons is a distraction, we don't know. We don't know um, what's going on behind the scenes. We know Kyrie's been very public with his, you know, entire situation, whereas Ben Simmons hasn't. So I really can't compare those two. Um, only time will tell if, if, if that if that trade is, is going to go through. But going younger versus going older is something that the NBA might be split on. We just see that the Lakers built their team by going older. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think going younger might might be important um, in most cases. But where do you see the, where do you see this going in the future? I I think the most likely option is the Nets are going to roll out the first forty games uh, lineup of Kyrie, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, KD, and Joe Harris. And they're going to see how things go from there. And if I could trade in that season, things aren't going good. I would not be surprised if Kyrie gets from there. And maybe by that time, a Bradley Beal's on the market or another star, another scorer, or another facilitator is, is on the market or whatever. But I think that I think at least they'll start off the year with the lineup they have now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Be interesting as, as we're only, you know, one round one is coming to a close of the NBA playoffs. There's, there's still a lot to discuss, but it's heartbreaking kind of if you're a Nets fan, obviously, and to their season, it's something that I think is going to be remembered for, for a long time. So with that, I think it's it's an important place to close and an important place to pick up from next time. So um, from me and Vijay, we appreciate your, your listening to our podcast and um, we'll see you on the next one.